the purpose of our heart determines the course of our lives. It's the purpose of, that's in your heart that will help determine the course of your life. So what's the purpose in your heart? What has God placed in you that you want to fulfill? What's the legacy you want to leave when you're on the other side? Nehemiah prays this prayer before going to see King Artaxerxes to ask him if he could go and help rebuild the walls in Jerusalem. Now, about 900 years has occurred prior when Moses led the children of Israel into the wilderness, away from the Egyptians. So it's been a long time since they've received the Ten Commandments. It's been a long time since they've understood the laws and the decrees. Now, Israel, like you and I, oftentimes our spiritual lives are kind of like mountains and valleys. You know, sometimes you're in a mountaintop experience, and sometimes you just plummet right down to the valley. And the Israelites had that same kind of roller coaster experience in their own life. Sometimes they were at the top of the mountain and doing exactly what God asked and doing exactly what God called, but then they fell off of it. And they're down in the valley. And so when the Babylonians came in 586 and destroyed their city and put them all in a dysphoria, they were in the valley. They hadn't been doing what God said. As you read there, in, along with me in Nehemiah, he talked about their sins, the things that they hadn't been doing correctly, and how they'd kind of fallen off that mountain, and how then some other people, the Babylonians, came in and destroyed their city. But he had a passion in his heart. Nehemiah had a passion when he heard that things were not going well back in Jerusalem. No, he was not one that was from there. He was born in Persia. So he wasn't really, had never seen Jerusalem. He didn't know what it was like. He had a passion in his heart when he heard what the city of Jerusalem was like and what the temple looked like. He wanted to go back and he wanted to do something to rebuild the faith to rebuild the walls. Now he wasn't sure how that was going to happen. He didn't have a clear picture about how to go and do that. But he knew the importance that God had towards the Israelites. And he wanted to instill in their hearts once again that things could be righted with God. A land that he'd never seen. It was a passion in his heart to go back and to rebuild. And he even says he weeps for his land, the spiritual condition of his people. He fasts and he prays this prayer in verses 5 through 11, explaining his love for God and, and his love for the people. Now, Nehemiah is a cupbearer. A cupbearer is one who just takes care of the drinks for the king and anybody that sits at the royal table. So he has moved up the ladder pretty far. When you think about taking care of someone's drinks, that's an important responsibility, especially for the king. Nehemiah was that cupbearer. He had to protect and make sure there's no poison put in that drink. 
or that all the king's table, everybody got what they were supposed to get. And so there had to be a trust between Nehemiah and the king of Persia, Cyrus. There had to be a confidence, one in the other, that they were going to take care of each other. And so at this point, after he prays the prayer, Nehemiah, he goes and he asks the king, could you release me from my position so I can go back and help rebuild the city? Now, if you're the king, what are you going to do? you got this guy that you trust. You have this individual that you've built up a rapport with. You have this individual that is taking care of your drink so you don't die. And the king says what? When, if you go, when will you be back? No strings attached, really. Just go. Just go and do what that purpose is in your heart. So what's the purpose in your heart today? What is the purpose? The purpose of our heart determines the course of our lives. So what's the purpose that lies in your heart? Nehemiah was born in the land of Persia. He was an Israelite. And when he goes and speaks with the king, the king just releases him to go do what's on his heart. Nehemiah understood his purpose. He knew what he was supposed to go do, but he didn't know how it was going to come about. He didn't understand the next step. He just knew that there was something in his heart that he needed to do. And he was ready to act upon it. The purpose of our heart determined the course of our lives. Nehemiah was ready and willing to go bear fruit. He found a way to fulfill his purpose for God. In a book by Rick Warren, he writes this about the, in the purpose-driven life. And this is a little bit long of a quote, but just pay attention. The purpose of your life is far greater than your personal fulfillment, your peace of mind, or even your happiness. It is far greater than your family, your career, or even your wildest ambitions. Life is about letting God use you or use us for his purpose, not you or us using him for our own purposes. He goes on, Rick Warren does, and says this. And the easiest way to discover the purpose of an invention is to ask the creator to explain it. God has not left us. In the dark to wonder or to guess. He has clearly revealed his purpose for all of us in his word. It's our owner's manual of how life works. And why we are alive. And what we are to expect. So take time to read it. The scriptures. And get acquainted with the creator. To determine the purpose that he has for you. Seek God's purpose for your life and fulfill it. If you want to get to know someone, you must enter their arena. Nehemiah went back to Jerusalem. That's where he went. He went back to see how he could help. 
The purpose of your heart determines the course of your life. So what do you want to do for God? Jesus did not stay in his hometown. He went to where the people were. Disciples, you know, they didn't stay in their homes. They didn't stay in the synagogues. They went out and met the people where they were. And shared the gospel. And started churches in their homes. The last couple of months, I've been taking some time each week to drive kind of a new neighborhood here. Uh, I've done that several times. I've uh, been uh, driven over here in the kind of the southeast section. Driven up here in the northeast section. I don't always get all the way as far down to Kenwood. I try to stay within a mile, mile and a half of Archdale Friends just to get to know the neighborhood. This last week, for the first time, I drove over here off of Terrace Road. Now, I've been on Terrace Road several times. I go to Ralph's Framework every once in a while, or I go to eat at Arkdale Subs or on, on over. And so I've been over there. That's the way I also go to um, get to um, the harbor, uh, Westchester Harbor or Westchester Manor. That's kind of the route I take, you know, on Surrette Drive and on, on Marketplace. But I stopped over here in this neighborhood this week and drove around on Vita Drive and Playground Road. Maybe all of you have been on those, but if you haven't been on them lately, go over there and just drive through the neighborhood and pray for those people and just survey what you see. Gone down here to Arkdale Road, uh, two or three miles, and around some of the side roads just to see. Now, don't always drive the same pattern. Kind of get off off the main road. Jesus went where the people were. He didn't stay in one place. He taught his disciples to do the same thing. To go meet the people where they were. Meet them in the restaurants. Talk to them. Find out their needs. What's the desire on your heart? It'll determine the course of the direction, even of our stale friends. Are we just going to come here? Or are we going to go out there? Now, we all have needs, I understand that, each and every one of us. And they're different. And we want to come here and be prayed for and worship God. But there's a lot of people out there that don't know God. Don't know that we exist. Or why are we here? So what is our purpose? What is the purpose? Take some time to get to know the neighborhood. When Nehemiah got to the city, he didn't immediately start. He got to know the people. He walked all the way around the city to see what condition it was in. He prayed again and again he prayed. There's seven or eight prayers just recorded in the book of Nehemiah of how he was praying for his people and those specific needs. He was praying for the needs of his people. He took time to do that. 
He knew who they were. He knew what they needed. He used his abilities. That's what he really did. He just used his abilities to do what he could do for God. He was an organizer. Noah, Joseph, Moses, Daniel, Jesus' disciples had a passion to fulfill God's purpose. They were all filled with holiness and righteousness. They all wanted the same end, the purpose to bring people to God, to build the church. They helped pave the way for others to follow. They changed. Think about that. You got a doctor, one of the disciples. Who was the doctor? Luke. Matthew. What was Matthew? A tax collector. What were some of those other guys? They were fishermen. They changed what they did to follow God's purpose. There was a passion in their heart. A passion in their heart to serve God. They gave up what they wanted to do or felt like they were supposed to do to do something different for God. Robert Frost penned the words, if you'll remember, the road not taken. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood. And as a lone traveler, he could not take both. So he took the one less traveled by. Daniel, Peter, Paul, Luke, Matthew, they took a different road. They took a different path. They took the one less traveled by. Nehemiah. I wonder how comfortable it was serving the king. You think it was pretty comfortable serving the king? Probably was. Probably some responsibilities with that, yes. But it was probably pretty comfortable just serving the king. And he gave it up for something else. For a purpose that God had put in his heart. He gave it up. Think about that, friends. You're living in a palace. And now you go and live in rubble. Passion. Desire. What's in your heart for God? What is in your heart for God? Which road do you want to take? Nehemiah took the one less traveled by. I'm sure some people kind of were scratching their head. You're going to do what, Nehemiah? You're going where? That city's in ruins. God's not even there anymore. The temple's gone. And you want to go back there and do what? And he got others to join the effort. That's what's so amazing. He got others to join the effort into rebuilding it. They got involved. Yeah, he faced great opposition. Read the book and you'll find out. There were several oppositions that he had from people in the country. But he kept on building trust and confidence. And Ezra gave them spiritual direction. People just fulfilling the purpose of God. 
My grandmother Freeman had nine grandsons and no granddaughters. Bless her soul. Think about it. All the meals she had to prepare for when all these nine guys show up from ages five to 23. She did almost all the cooking. My mom helped a little bit, but she did most of all the cooking, all the preparation. Now, they washed all the dishes together, but just as soon as it was time to wash the dishes, guess what the boys did? We went back to the field. We went outside to play ball. We didn't help much. We weren't expected to. But grandmother had an expression that I've never forgotten. Don't lower the bar, raise it. Hmm. Don't lower the bar, raise it. Raise it for the next generation. Don't lower your standards, raise them. She was talking about anchoring yourself in God, anchoring yourself in Christ. That's what she was talking about. Resist temptation, just as what Nehemiah was saying that was going on there in Israel. We got to make a change. Be the anchor that holds God to God's purpose throughout your life. Nehemiah raised the bar there in Israel, morally, ethically, and spiritually. He had a passion to raise it. Some people opposed him, yes, but others joined his effort. He knew God loved the Israelites. They were his people. They were his chosen people. And Nehemiah wanted them to love God again and his ways and his commandments. Nehemiah just didn't stand on the sidelines. He got in and got his hands dirty to change the direction of those people and to rebuild the walls. He was willing to throw himself into the throes of what was not good to make it good. The purpose in his heart was to rebuild. What's your purpose? What do you want to see happen? God will accomplish what he will, whether we participate or not. But Nehemiah's heart was so moved by the brokenness of the people that he found a way to serve, to offer himself. He discovered a way to get beyond his comfortableness, changed his mindset from a servant of the king to a servant of people that were broken and needed him. From a cupbearer, a servant of the king, to being a servant of God. The purpose of the heart will determine the course of our lives. Nehemiah acted on God's purpose in his heart. Again, it would have been easy. You get over there to Jerusalem, Nehemiah, you get over there and you see what's going on, I forget this. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go back to Persia where I can just be the cupbearer. Because the king asked him, how long are you going to be gone? He wanted him to come back. He knew the kind of person Nehemiah was. He wanted him to be right there with him. The king did. He didn't want him to be gone forever. There was a purpose in Nehemiah's heart. Nehemiah 2.7 reads... 
Come and let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer be a reproach. I wonder how many people he had to convince to come with him to help. How much time he spent saying things like, let's rebuild, we can make it work, we can do it. And again, the other thing that amazes me is that the king just said, yeah, go ahead and go. Just make sure you come back someday. Just go ahead. That's okay. Follow that purpose that God has put in your heart. Letting go can be difficult. But the king did it. Sometimes we have to let things go to be able to move on. Sometimes we have to let things go so that there can be something else that comes along. A different purpose. In Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he writes to find our purpose these words. We need to start at the end to do well in the present. So you need to start at the end to do well today. You need to know where you want to end up when you're here. If you start at the end... We need to know the end purpose. So a question about your life. What legacy do you want to leave behind? How do you want to be remembered? What is the passion you have for God? What is that passion that needs to be fulfilled by you for God? Nehemiah knew the end purpose. He didn't know all the stuff in the middle. He didn't. You know, you get married. The wedding's a beautiful thing. Love is in the air. Things are going wonderful. Children come along. A lot of work with that. You know where you want to be in another 40, 50, 60 years? You still want to be married. It takes a lot of work in between. A lot of work to make it happen. To make the love grow. It takes work. Nehemiah had a lot of work in front of him to get to the end goal. Fortunately for him, it only took 52 days. Sometimes some purposes take longer than that. How do you want to be remembered? What legacy do you want to leave? What purpose is in your heart for God? What do you, what do we want to look like in another 95 years at Archdale Friends? While I was away at college on Saturday nights or Sunday morning, almost every weekend that I stayed at the college, I got a telephone call from my mom. And she didn't chit-chat. My mom never did chit-chat. She didn't say, how are you doing? What did you do this week? How many classes did you go to? How many classes did you miss? She didn't ask none of that. My mom didn't do that. She had one purpose in mind with that phone call. 
And she said, where are you going to church in the morning, Rusty? Or if she called in the morning, are you going to, where are you going to church today? That was her only purpose that she had that phone call. She wanted to know if I was staying connected to God. She wanted to know if my relationship with God was real. So what's your purpose? Hers was to make sure that I knew God. And I was going to make it to heaven. That was her purpose. You know, some mornings when that phone rang at 7 o'clock, I didn't want to get out and answer it. But I knew who was going to be on the other end. And if I didn't, uh, <laughs> she would have started guessing what I did the night before. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I still won't do that stuff. But she wanted to know where I was going to be the next morning. Now, she never asked for a bulletin. She never asked if I went. She never said, what was the sermon about? Her purpose was to place in me the desire to know God's heart. And we have to know God's heart. You've got to know it. And the way you get to know it is by spending time with the inventor. Spend time with God to find the purpose that he has for you and for us.